hobby, 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 baby, hobby, hobby, hobby. We have something to tell you. That was terrible, but nice try. Uh, well, we've been trying to reach you all day, but your line was busy. Well, maybe that was, you know, me trying to tell you something. Probably. <laughs> Hello, my name is Ethan. And I'm Javier. And welcome to On the Way to the Forum. So how are we doing this evening? Um, I'm feeling alive. Are you? Yes. I'm lounging in my caftans and... (laughs) Planning a brunch on my own behalf. Oh, well. Ah, it's great. It's great. How are you doing, though, for real, though? Not bad. It's been a busy week, but I'm glad Mm -hmm. for this nice weekend. Yeah. um, This is coming out Labor Day weekend. Or we're recording this Labor Day weekend. So we're going to have a long weekend. Well, Javier is going to have a long weekend. (laughs) I get to work Saturday and Sunday. But then I have Monday off. And that's about it. Uh-huh. So, um, what are we drinking? What are we drinking? Um, that's a good question. <clears throat> because you didn't choose this week. I did didn't you? choose this week, and I kind of defaulted to you, mainly because... I was adamant. Well, no, not even that. It's just... <laughs> the. <clears throat> so, in the show that we watched, we're reviewing today, um, they talk about three different... Two different cocktails and a... Type it's a of, beverage. I guess. I don't know. Anyway, but they talk about bourbon. Uh-huh. They talk about Sazerac. Mm-hmm. And they talk about, what's the other one? Vodka, vodka Stingers. Vodka Stingers. I do not like bourbon. Uh-huh. I can't, <laughs> I lose the taste of peppermint, so I do not like Vodka Stingers. And... So we decided on the Sazerac, which I it's believe, actually not bad. No, it's not bad. It's it's pretty nice. It I believe it comes. Is that a New Orleans drink? <sighs> I don't know. Oh my god! Probably. Um, well, Sazerac is a a liquor company that that dabbles okay. in bourbon and rye whiskeys. Okay. So it's basically an old fashioned. Yeah. But yeah. Um, you spray that with absinthe. absinthe. Yeah. It's an absent rinse or absinthe rinse inside the glass before yeah. you pour the actual cocktail. Yeah, so it's inside. actually very aromatic. It's very aromatic. Yeah. And in case you don't know what absinthe is, it tastes like licorice. And it smells like licorice. It smells like licorice. But if you have it in small doses, you can't taste it. Yeah. Because I hate those black jelly beans yeah, it, at Easter. <laughs> well, jelly beans were not my favorite. Candy, no. so I avoided them at all costs. Mm, of course, of course, and of course, we chose the Sazerac Sling because, well, yeah, you basically a vodka stinger is if you enjoy drinking mouthwash, which you're not supposed to do. Well, you're not, but um, PSA: uh-huh. don't drink mouthwash. <laughs> Spit it out after you've rinsed your mouth. That's that's the way it's got to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did want to talk with you today because this is our last episode mm. of season one. Oh. Yes. Um, I I cut it back short um, mainly because if I if we had done two more episodes, we wouldn't have had a break. 
Yeah. <laughs> we would have had probably like two days and that's not enough to prepare for season two. And season two, we're going to start with October 1st, which is on a Friday. Uh, oh, is it? Okay. It is. Mm-hmm. And we are going to bring you a spooktacular oh, musical Jesus. month. Oh, I can't wait. Get out your broomsticks and and stuff. Wow, okay. I thought you you had that a little more thought out. I, I, well, I did. I was going to say your 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 prom dresses, um, your razor blades, um, your pumpkin kings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You didn't know where I was going with nope. that. Uh, but yes, yeah, so we will be finishing up this season. And we're going to take a short little break. Um, try to prepare for season two. Um, I, I do know that some of the shows that we're going to be reviewing in season two are going to be like Sweeney Todd, um, Rocky Horror Picture Show, or the Rocky Horror Show. Um, that one I can't wait. Mm. Uh, that's that's going to be a fun show. And, you know, once once we get into season two, I think we, we've got a little bit more hang of, of the ropes here uh, on our end, I think. You can disagree if you... I guess I'll wait to see. You'll wait to see. Mm-hmm. But we will definitely bring back season two, October 1st. And I can't wait. I'm super excited about it. And yeah. he's just nodding. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> so why don't we get into the show? All right. Let's yeah, do it. The show that we're talking about today is company. Mm. So uh, <clears throat> let's get some company. So the show that we reviewed and that we will be discussing today is Company. Company. Um, Company, a musical comedy. Mm. That's the actual title of the show. Uh, The book is by George Firth. And uh, the music and lyrics are by this little-known composer. I'm sure they can guess by now. Probably. Stephen Sondheim. Let's give a... Round of applause. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, of course, we're going to get into the plot. This is going to be an interesting show because it doesn't actually follow a linear pattern. Um, Yeah, I guess that's true. It doesn't. I'm going to go ahead and put out there as a spoiler alert. Uh, There's also going to be a content warning. Mm -hmm. uh, Just because. uh, (laughs) I can't. I'm just going to throw it out there in case we talk about something. People are like, uh that's not nice. And be like, well, we did say content warning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the subject you are about to listen to may not be suitable for children of young ages. Please take adult supervision or it's a viewer discretion, viewer discretion is advised. <sighs> for someone who watches a lot of TV, I watched a lot of movies. I didn't watch a lot of TV. Uh-huh. Okay, so here we go. Company. Robert is turning 35. It's his birthday. Well, that would happen when you turn 35. Probably. I mean, how many times do you get to turn 35? 11? Depends. Uh, Depends. (laughs) 
How does that depend? How many times do you turn 35? Well, I don't know. I haven't turned 35, but I've turned 29 at least two times. Three times now. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, it's his birthday, and his friends are wanting to celebrate with him, and they're going to throw a surprise birthday party. They are all couples. And this show is set up like a musical review or, or a vignette. And the best way for me to describe that is like a musical review is they take a bunch of songs from different musicals and then make a show out of it. Uh, that's okay. That's a review. Okay. Um, it's also kind of a vignette because it's it's short little things put together. Wait, so like Mama Mia would be a review? No, Mama Mia is not a review. It's a linear story. Okay. Um, because it's also a jukebox musical. Gotcha. Um, side by side by Sondheim is a review. Mm. Uh, putting it together as a review. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, none of that I heard of, but okay. Continue, yeah, um, if you've ever been on a cruise line and you went to go see one of their midnight shows or whatever, that was a review because they didn't perform the whole musical. So after the overlapping theme of Bobby uh, is finished, we go with Bobby, also known as Robert, um, to Sarah and Harry's. They are a married couple. Um Harry has quit alcohol, and (laughs) Sarah is on a diet. Yes. Um, And Bobby sees that there's a a little dysfunction in their marriage. Uh, What do you call it? Dysfunction or tension? There's tension. She is wanting some brownies that... um, She wants carbs. She wants carbs, (laughs) and Harry wants bourbon. He wants bourbon. And... uh, (laughs) Robert uh, asked Harry if marriage is even worth it at the end of the day. And and Harry is just like, kind of, but not really, but yes, but no. He never gets a straight answer. Um, and then next we get to go with Bobby as he visits Peter and Susan, also a married couple. And Peter tells Bobby that he and Susan are getting a divorce. <laughs> But they seem so in love. And Robert is confused. He's shocked. He doesn't know what's going on. He's like, they seem so happy. Like, so why a divorce? And then the scene moves to David and Jenny's apartment, where the trio are smoking marijuanas, which is legal in some states now. Um, But David offhandedly um, says that he wishes that he were single for at least an hour, to which his wife is kind of appalled. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, you don't want to be married to me? And he's like, "Eh, don't you ever wish that you weren't, you you were single for an hour? And she goes, can we make it two? Uh, And he kind of believes in that whole entire heteronormative idea of marriage, you know, wife, house, kids, happy life kind of shebang Uh and that's the only reason why he got married um so then robert tells them that he's obviously ready for marriage but jenny asks why isn't he why isn't he married and so then we get a a trio song um and it's kind of like a little montage uh with marta april and kathy which are the three women that robert dates throughout the show and as they discuss their disappointment with their relationships with Robert 
And then the couple ensembles try to set Robert up with different single girls. And and then Robert kind of talks about what he's really looking for in a relationship. And then the show moves to a montage of different dates that he goes on with April, Kathy, and Marta. And then he has these two friends. Uh, they're engaged, Amy and Paul. They're getting married. But Amy is a, a little manic. Um, that's an understatement, but yeah. Okay. Um, she's very manic. <laughs> um, cold feet. She She's getting cold feet yep. very yeah. fast. Yeah. She has a case of cold feet. She does. And she doesn't want to get married because she doesn't feel like she's enough for Paul. Yeah. And it's not that she doesn't love him. It's just like he does so much for her. She's just like, I don't do enough for him. Mm. And Paul just kind of is like, okay, you know what? Whatever. And he just kind of leaves. And Robert asks Mar uh, Amy to marry him. To which she goes, huh? And he goes, marry me. She goes, what? And she goes, you have to want to marry somebody. Not somebody. Which, you know, that, that makes sense. And then Robert contemplates marriage. And that is the end of Act 1. Yeah. Also, then she kind of realizes that, that she, she wants to get married. She wants to get married. Yeah. Yes, so she goes she to does. get married. Yeah. She does. So Act 2 opens up with everyone at Robert's birthday party wishing him the best birthday ever. And they talk about <laughs> how they can't live without Robert. And then Robert brings back April to his apartment where they are on the potential of having sex. Uh, they, they don't know if that's what they want to do. And he's over here just, you know, trying to get her to stay, but at the same time not. And all the married women are talking to their husbands and saying how worried they are for Robert because they feel that he's lonely. And so... April has to leave for her flight because she is a flight attendant. Barcelona. And she's going to Barcelona. And Robert sleepily asked her not to leave. And she's like, oh, but I have to. And he's like, do you have to? Yes, I have to. No. And then she's like, are you angry? He's like, no. He ends up calling her June. <laughs> her name's April. She's a month. She is a month. He could have said May. July, November, September, whatever. Um, and she decides to stay with him. And it was in that moment that Robert realized he fucked up. So uh, the scene transitions to Robert, Marta, Peter, and Susan having dinner. Peter and Susan have already had their divorce in Mexico. Which seems a little weird. Like, if they got married in New York, why didn't they get a divorce in New York? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's like one of those weird or perverse re-vows re or reviewing, reviewing their vows, but instead they got divorced. <laughs> and <clears throat> I don't know. They're interesting. This is like the second show where, like, the husband goes to Mexico to get a divorce from his wife. That happened in uh, Grey Gardens. Well, that was also real life. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> True. Let's not true. No, Let's twist. not confuse fiction yeah. with yes. nonfiction. Um, but anyway, Robert asks if they'll ever get married again, to which they say no. They've already done the married thing. 
And so <laughs> Robert asks Peter, so where are you staying? And and <laughs> Peter's like, oh, I'm staying here with uh, Susan and the kids. So he's, and then they even say like, we're more married than when we were married. Confusing, I, I, I don't understand. And so Robert is very confused. And then Peter asks Robert if he's ever had a homosexual relationship experience in his adult life to which Robert says he has. Mm -hmm. And then Peter offhandedly asks if he thinks him and Robert could do that. And Robert just kind of brushes it off. Uh, yeah, I guess he does. Yeah. And so the scene then transitions to a bar where he is with Joanne and Larry, her third husband. Uh, Joanne is getting super drunk. Mm -hmm. And she discusses with Robert of when are they going to make it? You know, she wants to cheat on her husband with Robert. And she wants to take care of Robert. Mm. To which he questions and says, but who will I take care of? And that is when the light switch comes on. That was the question he needed answered the entire time. And Joanne leaves. She's feeling rejected. She's a little bitter. And then Robert is left alone to finish off the show with the song Being Alive. Mm -hmm. And he blows out his birthday candles alone. Well, Mainly because he doesn't answer the door. He doesn't his, answer the door. He doesn't let answer his the friends. Phone. Yes. But he, he does his birthday alone. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about the show. So the original title for the show was Three. That's not as catchy. No. But I see where they were going. Three's company. Being Jack Ripper or Jack Tripper? Tripper. I want to say like Jack the Ripper. I think that's the reason why. Wrong show. Well, wrong. Yeah. Well, that's more like Sweeney Todd. But yes, it's as in Three's Company. And so George Firth had actually wrote like 11 short plays. Um, about marriages, and he kind of pieces them together, kind of splices them together. And Anthony Perkins, um, a famed actor known from Psycho, he played Norman Bates. Yeah. See, and that came to mind, and I was like, wait, yeah, am I right? Am I, okay. you know, you're right. Okay. And Murder on the Orient Express, the original, the 1976 film. Um, and he was set to direct the 11 plays. Uh, but at that time, he was in a relationship with Stephen Sondheim. Hmm. Yeah, Stephen Sondheim's a homosexual. A scandal. And Anthony Parkins was possibly a bisexual. Okay. It's a it's a little it's a little weird. Um, Tab Hunter, also like, at in the fifties, he was like America's hunk. Um, he was also in a relationship with Anthony Parkins and. Anyway, Anthony Perkins eventually got married. He contracted HIV, which transitioned into AIDS. And he did die of complications to AIDS in, I want to say, the 90s. Mm. I could be wrong on that year. But he was married to a woman at the end. I think he had, like, three kids. That doesn't mean anything. No, it doesn't mean anything. But anyway, 
So Anthony let Stephen Sondheim read the plays, and Sondheim really liked the idea, and so he showed the work to Hal Prince, who is the famed director who directed Chicago, Little Night Music, Sweeney Todd, all that fun stuff. And he was like, we should turn this into a musical. So that's how its, its birth began. And so Company actually opened in Boston, with the lagers, and received many mixed reviews including one saying that it was for ladies matinees, homos, and the misogynists. <laughs> Which, I don't see that, but okay. Uh, so the show moved to Broadway, and it was directed, of course, by Hal Prince, and it opened at the Alvin Theater on April 26th of 1970 and closed January 1st, 1972, after 705 performances. See, I don't know why, like, shows started getting longer later in life. It's like, you know, Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. Like 10,000. Uh, so the cast included Dean Jones, who was replaced, who, who actually replaced Anthony Perkins, uh, who he left to go direct a different play. Um, Merle Louise, and she's also Sweeney Todd and Into the Woods, and I want to say in Sunday in the Park with George. She worked a lot with Stephen Sondheim mm -hmm. um, and Elaine Stritch. And Dean Jones left on May 28th of 1970 and was replaced by Larry Kurt, who originated the role of Tony in West Side Story. Um, Dean Jones was actually going through um, marital problems during the time of this show uh, where, you know, he, I, I guess he saw himself too much as Robert to the point where it, actually depressed him a little bit and he he just he couldn't do it so he quit after about a month i think it was a month and two days um the show went on to be nominated for a total of 14 tony awards and at at that date and time that was the most nominations uh, a show could get uh, it did win six including best musical best book best score best lyrics Best Direction, and Best Scenic Design. So the show that we actually watched is the 2006 Broadway Revival, which opened on November 29th of 2006 at the Ethel Barrymore Theater. The cast included Raul Esparza as Bobby and Barbara Walsh, also known as Jane Lynch, <laughs> as Joanne. <laughs> Uh, the first time we saw this show, um, I actually thought it was Jane Lynch because she looked like Jane Lynch. She sounds like Jane Lynch. Okay, I guess I could see that. She's not Jane Lynch. No, she's not. She's Barbara Walsh. Give her some credit. <laughs> um, and this show took on a new role with the cast actually being the orchestration. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, the, the, the cast actually played uh, instruments as well. Um, the production actually won Best Revival of a Musical, and the show closed on July 1st of 2007, with a total of 246 performances. And the show was actually filmed for PBS's Great Performances in 2007, oh. and I think the DVD came out in 2008. Interesting. Okay. So in 2011, the New York Philharmonic concert production also did a rendition mm -hmm. of Company, which we have also seen. Mm -hmm. Um, which starred Neil Patrick Harris as Robert, uh, Stephen Colbert as Harry, John Cryer as David, 
uh, Martha Plimpton as Sarah. And this little known actress, you may have known of her, um, uh, Patty Lupon, uh, she played Joanne. Um, and as far as I know, from 2011 up until today, she is still playing Joanne. So in 2018, Mary Ann Elliott decided to take on company and then like put it into Mega Drive and put it into a totally different level um, and switch the main character's gender from male to female. And Bobby, not B-O-B-B-Y, but B-O-B-B-I-E, was played by Rosalie Craig. And it also featured a same-sex couple of Paul and his fiance Jamie, instead of Amy. Mm -hmm. So we get like a, a gay rendition of one of the songs. And then Company returned to Broadway on December, or, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, let me rephrase this. Company is going to return uh, to Broadway uh, December of this year, um, but they're actually hoping to hold opening night January 9th of 2022. And film adaptations, we don't have one. Okay, uh, we only have the stage version uh, so far. But Sondheim did ask William Goldman, uh, who is the famed writer of The Princess Bride. He wrote both the novel and the mm -hmm. screenplay. Uh, he's won an Oscar for uh, All the President's Men for screenplay writing. And he also wrote the film Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. And Goldman said, Company is one of those great shows along with Gypsy and Pal Joey. And I think that as, sorry, that I think of as the greatest quintessential, most beloved musicals. I remember seeing Company five times and I loved it. And I had a huge problem, which was the main characters obviously gay, but they don't talk about it. Pal, George, and Steve all claim it's about a straight guy with commitment problems. Anyway, I love the show, and I figured out a way to change it, keep the score, and give it some narrative. As so far, there's been no talks of a film version as of yet. But maybe in the future, it's a possibility. But until then, we won't get one. <clears throat> so now we are going to take a short break. We are back and we are going, we are going, we are, we are discussing Stephen Sondheim's musical about marriage, Company. So now, of course, as always in this segment, I'm going to list the songs. And then, of course, we will talk about which are our favorite, you know, which ones we enjoy the most. Blase, blase. So Act One opens with Company. It's the Roll credits. Title show. <clears throat> Roll credits. <laughs> and then we have The Little Things You Do Together. Sorry Grateful. You Could Drive a Person Crazy. Have I Got a Girl for You. Someone is Waiting. Another Hundred People. Getting Married Today. Marry Me a Little. And that's all of Act One. Surprisingly, 
it's there's not a whole lot of songs. No, there's not. Normie, I mean, compared, <clears throat> well, there's dialogue. There is dialogue, yeah. but but compared to like last oh, week's my show, gosh. 49, this oh. one has 16. <laughs> so nice. So nice. My ears get a little, a little break. <laughs> so act two opens up with side by side by side slash what would we do without you? Then we have poor baby. Have I got a girl for you reprised? Um, this one really isn't in the show that we watched, but it is in the original production. It's okay. called TikTok. Okay. Um, it's uh, that that's the little song where where Robert and uh, April are getting uh, it on. Okay. Yeah. Um, then we have Barcelona. Then we have the ladies who lunch. Then we have being alive, and then the show ends with finale ultimo company so that's that's the whole list there Oof. that's all you get yep so you want to talk about which one or uh, ones because we can probably talk about <clears throat> more than one yeah we can, there's a tough one it's not necessarily that i like all the songs yeah. but they are they all play an important role in the production yes but there are some that stand out mm-hmm. more than others for me. So, of course, Company. Yes. I don't know why. I just think it's a lot of fun. But it's catchy. Yes, it's very catchy. Um, The Little Things We Do Together. Yes. And again, I think that's a catchy song. But it's basically explaining what couples do, do together. You like, know, <laughs> the, uh, there is talking about, you know... Um, you know, the children you destroy together, <laughs> you know, little looks that you give each other when you're talking about your neighbors, mm-hmm. you know, clothes you swap. It's like, you yeah, know. It, it gives you a little bit of the boat, like the good and the bad. Yeah. And it's just funny. It's a funny little song. Um, You can drive a, you could drive a person crazy. Uh-huh. Another funny little song. Yeah. Well, that one actually has some problematic uh, lyrics in it. Well, they say... um. Uh, something about if you turn out to be gay. Well, right? well, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. So the show was written in the 70s, okay? Yeah, different times. Um, different times. Um, I'll go ahead and put up a content warning because I'm going to say the word. Um, but I can say it, you can't. Uh, so oh, wow. it, in okay. or, originally, Stephen Sondheim had written uh, a person could be a drag even if the person were a fag. So like a cigarette? No. Like a, a homosexual. Oh. Um, so he had to change. I want to say it was probably mid-80s or, or probably late 80s mm. um, post the AIDS pandemic. Um, people found a lot of offense well, to it. Well, it still is a pandemic, so. But the AIDS pandemic. Well, okay, okay I see. Well, yeah. yeah, okay, okay, <laughs> okay. But we don't have people dying in hordes like. No, 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 no. It's a different pandemic it's, it that is, people yeah. are dying in. Hordes. Well, no, no, saying that one. Not what I'm saying. Yeah, but um, so he went and changed the lyrics to, if a person said that they had to go away, it'd be okay if that person were gay. Mm-hmm. So you know that's a little bit, lean, more lenient, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, you know, the women are just saying like, well, it's okay if he's gay, just come out and say that you're gay Mm -hmm. and we'll be fine. Um, but yeah, that's the, that's the little problematic lyric there in that song. Just different times. Yeah. Continue. Um, 
side by side. Yes. Now they're, I think, like, most of these, <clears throat> again, they're just catchy for mm-hmm. me. As far as not not just lyric-wise, but also musically. musically. And I think that's it for, because I don't want to steal yours. No. And, no, be, and being alive, which I think is what's... Uh, being alive ties the there whole are show some together. there are some big songs in this yes. musical that are actually well I don't know if they're well known but stand out yeah well uh, ladies who lunch mm-hmm. that definitely you know if you have to start off a song with I'd like to propose a toast you know it's got to be good mm, I guess yeah you know I'm I'm actually wearing a caftan right now in 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 honor of Joanne and. Um, I'm not. I don't know if Joanne would wear a caftan. She looks like a business suit kind of woman. She is. She's very stern. Do you know who she reminds me of? Cynthia Pickles. Pickles. I was about <laughs> to say that. Shut the front door, you lint liquor. I was literally about to say that. That's who she. Lo- you know what? If you need a picture of who Joanne is as a character, Cynthia Pickles from the Rugrats. But with darker hair. Darker hair. Well, it, it can be any kind of hair, I guess. Are you sure? I don't know. I know. I guess. Okay, but, uh-huh. uh, I, but I can see Cynthia Pickles. You know, in that song, you know, she's talking about the women that she hates. Um, lyrics like, you know, dressing in their caftans and planning a brunch on their own behalf. Another long, exhausting day. Another thousand dollars. Perhaps a pinter play, a piece by Mahler. And she'll drink to that. But when she realizes who she is, she's over there talking about how, like, you know, she's a woman who sees everything and and is very cynical. She's a cynical woman. Mm -hmm. I can see that. And she even says, like, oh, my goodness, I'm trying to think, and I can't right now. Um, You know, another reason not to move another brilliant zinger. And then she says that she wants another vodka stinger because she realizes that she's that woman. She realizes that just like the dinosaurs, we're all going to (laughs) die and everybody rise. And then people start staring at her because she's yelling at this bar and she doesn't want that kind of attention, but she, she's seeking that kind of attention. Yeah. So I think she's a little confused in in that little aspect. Um, of course, I love being alive. Mm-hmm. That's that somebody to hold me too close, somebody to hurt me too deep, somebody to sit in my chair and ruin my sleep. What? Those are beautiful lyrics. Mm. You know, and it's just, and it pieces the whole kind of story together because yeah. it's not a linear story. You no, know, it but it shows his, everything together, though. It shows his progression from... Being, yeah, unsure of what he wants to maybe Be, know. I, yeah, I'm not convinced. That we're going to talk about this later. Yeah. I'm not convinced that he knows what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a, it shows progression in yeah. his. But my absolute oh. <laughs> favorite song mm-hmm. from this entire show mm-hmm. is "Getting Married Today." Okay, and why is that? Um, because when I drink. Like I am today, and getting cocky, <laughs> especially if there is a karaoke machine. Oh yes, I've got to sing the song. Yeah, um, it's 185 beats per minute. Yes, 
Um, so it's super fast. Yes. Because Amy is going crazy in that moment. Yeah, and I think that's why that's why I enjoy that song is because you're you're not only seeing a woman who is getting cold feet, but also in the verge or probably even already jumped the, the cliff. <laughs> she probably jumped the cliff already, but she is she's she crazy. Is, she's going crazy. She's in a manic phase, and just the speed of that song is yeah. seeing how crazy she is. And it's funny that in the show, especially in the show we watched, she has these crazy eyes. She does have crazy throughout eyes. Throughout the whole show. And I'm like, oh, my eyes would have been tired. Uh, yeah. But when you see her character, you see like, oh, oh, that makes so that much girl sense. Is crazy. And then Paul has to put up with that for the rest of his life. Yeah. Because she's um, Catholic <laughs> and can't get a divorce. Yes. You okay there? <laughs> yeah, I think so. But yeah, so so some of the lyrics are like, pardon me, is everybody there because of everybody's there? I want to thank you all for coming to the wedding and appreciate you going even more. And me and myself, those better things to do. Another word of it, Paul. It's that fast. Yeah. It's he, actually funny when he drinks because he, yeah, he I stumbles and fuck it up. I, yeah. Fuck it up, Kenneth. Fuck it up. <laughs> but like at at the end of that song, she's like, <clears throat> uh, she's like, I think I'm coming down with hepatitis and I think we're gonna faint. So if you want to see me faint, I'd do it happily, but wouldn't it be funnier to go and watch a funeral? Like she's over here saying like all these weird things. And you know, she's also saying, like, you know, you know. She's supposed to see her analyst by Monday, but by Monday she'll be floating in the Hudson with the other garbage. She's saying that she'll jump off the Brooklyn Bridge into the Hudson Bay and then kill herself and be with all the other little garbage mm -hmm. that's, you know, out in that place. I don't know. I've never been to New York. But, uh, yeah, no, I just... The songs are super catchy. Too. Yeah, they're catchy and they're funny. They are funny. <clears throat> Make it hence it's a comedy. It is a comedy. It is a comedy. And there's many parts throughout the show that that just make you just like yeah, laugh. Yeah. yeah. So now I kind of want to uh, guess, discuss, debate the mm -hmm. show um, mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, I, I have some some. Stephen Sondheim is the type of person when he writes songs, they're open for interpretation. They're also songs that make you think. They are not straightforward. Uh -huh. They can have many meanings. I guess it depends. I don't know. because I'm a person who believes in conspiracy theories. You... And so I believe every theory that pops. Yeah. And I, I don't, sometimes I think some of the songs are just straightforward. <laughs> Maybe uh, like sending the clowns. No, she's she's oh no, Sunday in the park with George. No, he is talking about dot. Well, it's not a hat. Okay, it's uh -huh, not a uh -huh. hat. Even though the the man himself said it, it's, it's he doesn't know what he's talking okay, about. Uh huh. Okay. Uh huh. <laughs> Do not listen to him. These are straightforward songs. <laughs> some of them. Mm -hmm. Some of them. Um, but I I can take away from this show. Um, especially the one that we saw, um, because I even I even made the comment. I was like, at the very beginning, everybody has like dead eyes, except for Robert. Mm -hmm. Robert's the only one that's like looking around the stage, looking at people. Mm -hmm. Everybody is very um, like automaton. Okay, you know they're they're very uh, cadenced. They're they're doing all this, everything very rhythmically and mm -hmm. and and intentionally. Mm -hmm. 
and Robert's just doing things naturally. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that brings a whole different meaning to his final song, which is being alive. Because if everybody else is just playing a part, they're not really alive. Okay. And he kind of sees through their facades and realizing himself that he too could not be alive, but he chooses to be alive. No. I feel that was just like a long circle around nothing. But Thanks. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, okay. I also have a theory, because I also love fan theories, um, that at the end of the show, Robert actually commits suicide mm -hmm. because he's so lonely and depressed and he hates himself so much that he kills himself. So when people are like, he's not picking up the phone, he's not answering the door, we should just go away and leave him alone, he's actually dead. No. And being alive is his suicide note. No, so again, this is where I think you might be more like Amy and you already jumped off the cliff. Probably. And I'm um, floating in the Hudson with the yes. other garbage. Um, <clears throat> no, I don't I don't think that for me, it's just a story. And maybe it's one you've most people can maybe connect to or have experience where maybe you're single for a while. And <laughs> growing up, this happened a lot where like, when are you going to have a girlfriend? Yes. When are you going to get married? And all this yes. other stuff, especially when I was going through grad school. And they're like, are you seeing anybody? Are you are you getting married? Your girlfriend. Like, exactly. And I'm like. Oh, she's nice. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Leave me alone. Yes. Let me live my life. I, like, I In order to be happy, I don't need someone to complete me, no. I guess, in a sense. And that's what I'm getting throughout the whole show is that Robert is constantly being bad, badgered. I guess that a word. I badgered, yeah. I think by he's his, being badgered, yeah. Being badgered by his friends, being like, "Hey, you're when lonely. You're you need you need someone because you're lonely. You need this because you're lonely." And at the same time, these people's relationships themselves are crumbling. Are, are crumbling or not? What you know? My mom always used to tell me it's better to be alone than in bad company. Ooh, roll credits. Yeah, I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> and like, and so I feel it. It's like. You know, does he want to be, he rather, he chooses to be alone than to have a marriage like Harry's and Susan, I think it is, right? No. No. Maybe. I don't Harry, know. Okay. They have names. They have names. The first couple were like, they actually, it, it's, the tension between them is so. Tense. It's tense, but it's also kind of like disturbing. Like, I feel bad yeah. for, I feel bad for him. That he has to witness this. Because he's like the third wheel in all these situations. Yes. And he has to witness their downfall? Not necessarily their downfall, but has to... Or their, their um, the side that nobody should see. The, oh, oh no, the side that they don't mm -hmm. show, in a sense. Like, you know, when you look at Facebook couples, they show the pictures yes. of they're happy, yes. they're smiling, they're having fun. They don't talk about their problems. But behind it, you know, there are problems. And, you know, he's witnessing all these problems, especially with the, I don't know, the first one always for, makes me uncomfortable because they are always trying to one-up each other. Yes. And they're trying to be like, well, you know, you say you're trying to drink, you're, you're trying to quit drinking. But you because, have that champagne. Not that, but like, oh. Tracy Mattel, please. Okay. No, there, where she's like, he, he's telling the story of how he got DUI. Yes. And but that's not the reason why he's giving up alcohol. He just thought he would give it a try because yeah. he wanted to see if he can do it. Yeah. But 
she's like, no, you had two DUIs. That's why you can't drink. That's why you can't drive. Yeah. That's why, you, you know, you, you know, you probably shouldn't be drinking. And then, you know, then he talks about her karate. You know, they're just things where they're like, they're badgering each yeah. other, like trying to make the they're other one. They're trying to bicker with each other. Yeah. And they're trying to make one look worse than the other, in a sense. Um, and then. And that's, the, that's really the whole reason why, why it, uh, Robert asked Harry, you know, are you sorry you got married? And yeah. he's like, well, you're always sorry, but you're always grateful. And I'm like, that's so vague. <laughs> <laughs> And there's even one part in that song where where they're like, um, uh, shoot, uh, good things get better, bad get worse. Wait, I think I meant that in reverse. So bad things get better, but good things get worse. And it was just like, but y'all just stop. Y'all just making it worse. Yeah, yeah. So like, that's why I understand that he doesn't want to be in a relationship, or he has this, like, why Why would I want to be in this when, you know... When y'all I see aren't it, even happy. When I see everybody else being yeah. miserable, or their relationship kind of crumbles. And in the end, I think he realizes that he does want a relationship. He he understands... Or he knows what he wants. He wants... To upset, because I, I don't know. So, point... Robert annoys me. Oh. But I think it's just because I'm a Virgo. And I, and I kind of know, I'm a very detailed person. Like, yeah. I know what I want. Yeah. And that's always how I've been. And Robert, I feel like, doesn't really know what he wants. Because and, he's gay. Uh, you said he just killed himself. So you can't be just, <laughs> no. Um, And he's just trying to, I think in the end, he's trying to make everybody else happy. Yes. Where he himself is not happy. And I think in the end, he realizes, yes, I want to be in a relationship because, you know, these are the things I want to experience. Mm-hmm. And he decides to kind of in the you you think he doesn't answer the door or the phone because he killed himself. I think it's because he's kind of realized my friends are toxic. I don't no longer want these people in my life. So rather than be miserable and have to celebrate my birthday with them and you know, have to go through if when are you getting, you know, you're yeah, lonely, yeah. when when you have a girlfriend, when you get married, I'd rather just avoid them. And pretend I left town. <laughs> I never, I never been out of town. <laughs> and you know, celebrate my birthday by myself. You yeah. know, again, yeah. better alone than in, in bad, bad company. company. And I think that's what it is. In the end, he's like, and I, I kind of know what I want, but I don't think I want to. <laughs> I'm just tired of all these people. Yeah. In the end, but you know, it like you said, it, it might be open to interpretation. Yeah, I don't think he kills himself. I think he's just tired of people just nagging him. And you know, I I, I definitely can I, I can buy that argument. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I even think to the point where he's he's come to the realization that like every single person that all, all of his couple friends, yeah, he I think he's like finally come to that realization that he is the third wheel, <laughs> and it's like every single time you know they need a babysitter, who are they going to call? Oh, well, we don't have any other, like, single people. Oh, yeah. there's Robert. Yeah. And it's almost to the point where they're they're kind of using him. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, even with, um, um, uh, can't remember their names, the ones that he smokes pot with. Um, uh, you know, I, I may, maybe the whole reason why, you know, they, they added that whole part was maybe the husband was like, hey, Robert, I really want to get high. But I can't go and purchase this myself. Could you buy it, bring it over to the house? And then we'll also have the wife, Jenny, 
Jenny and David, you know, have her smoke. Mm -hmm. And the entire time she's like, it's not working. It's not working. It's not working. Oh my God, it's working. (laughs) Yeah, it's, I don't know. I feel like there there are, are some parts in the show where it's like, they're using him, uh, I guess for his like, I kind of want to say that he has like a positive energy. <laughs> okay. In in, the, in their situation. Like if, <laughs> if you put all three of them in a room, he's the only one that has like a, like a positive outlook on everything. Oh, okay. okay. Um, so they're, they're kind of feeding off that energy. Yeah. And, and then it was like, you know, at the end with Joanne, you know, she's been through this three times. And I think she realizes that she too is like Robert. She only got married because societal norms told her she had to get married. I see. Uh, uh, I don't know. Joanne is just an interesting character. Yeah. I think she's very complicated. She's very like... Oh, all the characters are complicated. Oh, they are complicated. For, for her, she stands out for me a little bit much. Because she she's a little bit on the... Um, on the dark side, she, she has a very dark sense of humor. She does. She's very um, pessimist, pessimistic. Yes. Um, and I think she's also an alcoholic. <laughs> which we both share. Which Hello, Joanne. I, which I think is what, and I'm, and maybe she she is a little bit like Robert, where she doesn't know what she wants. So instead, she uses her own vices. Well, she yeah, she turns to alcohol because you know. Her third husband, Larry, is actually really nice. Yeah. And I remember he says, I'm not going to divorce her because my dad left my mom and I, you know, that really affected yeah. me. So I'm not going to do that to her. Like yeah. that affected my mom. So I'm not going to yeah. do that to her. But Joanne is terrible to Larry. She's a terrible person. She is mean. She is nasty to him. She's also, um, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, whatever the word is for peer pressuring, bullying. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, when, when she was like, I would like a cigarette. And then Robert's like, yeah, well, I've never smoked. And she goes, I'm going to give you your first cigarette. You're going to smoke it. You're going to like it. He's like, I'm a product of my generation. I'm fine. I'm healthy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, smoke the damn cigarette. I, I don't know what that type of person. She's very coercive. Yeah. Um, if she doesn't get her way, manipulative, manipulative. Yes. She, yes, I could definitely see that, you know, it's, but overall, I think Robert learns his lesson. Um, oh no, I don't know. Like I said, for me, do we need company part two? uh, No, no, no. Robert for me, again, just like many of the characters in this show are, is a very complicated person. Yeah. Doesn't know he wants, and I guess it most it kind of comes to like fruition, or like I can kind of like fully see it, or I come to realize it is when he is with um April, June, (laughs) April, and she's singing, no, they're singing Barcelona, Barcelona. and he's trying to make her stay, and she's like, I can't have to go, and he's like, No, come on, stay, and then she's like, Okay, Okay. I'll stay, and she goes, Oh, no. He like, goes, oh god. Yeah, I'm like, what do you want, man? Like, make up <laughs> like, your I mind. I thought you wanted her to stay. I'm confused. And then it's like, it's like you're hot and you're cold. You're yes and you're no. You're in when you're out. Like he's love bipolar. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a complicated character. I for me, I, I, he annoys the heck out of me because oh I would have been like, 
No, I have I have plans. Oh no, I would have left when he I called me June. Well, April's a very special girl. She's odd, <laughs> and I think well they use the word odd to say she's kind of dumb. She's stupid. She's dumb. She thought that Radio City was a nice little city outside of New York yes. City. Yeah, yeah. She's she's not a music. She's funny. Hall. She's dumb, but she's still a person. Like mm-hmm. kind of when she tells the butterfly story, oh. she goes, "Well." I have feelings like I'm a, I, I, I'm I, a person too. I'm a I'm a living thing too. <laughs> um, but, but that was also a good analogy because yeah. that's you know Robert's kind of playing with these women mm-hmm. because he doesn't know what he wants. So yeah. like instead of him playing with them, just stop what you're doing. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was company. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, it was a, it was a very fun musical. It's a very fun. It's funny. Um, I prefer the one with Raul. Yes, because like Ethan mentioned earlier, they, the characters themselves play an instrument. Yeah, and I think that's really cool. But um, if you watch the 2011 with Neil Patrick Harris, uh-huh. that was actually a lot of fun too. It's fun. It's different because there's a lot of big, big names. names. So. Uh, not that they try to outshine each other, but they're trying to outshine yeah. each other. Like yeah. um, Patty, Patty Lapone. It's Patty you know, Lapone. Yeah, pretty much. It's not Neil Patrick Harris. It's Patty. Well, to to a point. To you know, she yeah. she's she's you know, whatever. Yeah. But you know, um, they have uh, Stephen Colbert. Yeah. Which, which I didn't even know he was a singer. Didn't even know. And I find it funny because he's like what six five. He's tall as heck. He's tall. And what do we, we were watching? Oh, we were the watching the Colbert Report. Well, not the Colbert not, uh, Report. Uh, sorry, the late to, show. The Tonight with Stephen Colbert. Yeah. And he was talking about the first time that he was rehearsing for a company. And Stephen Sondheim comes in and sits right in front row. And he's like, oh. <laughs> like, it would be terrifying to perform in front of the actual artist. You yeah, know? but I because I think he plays Harry. And he, he does oh, play Harry. He does such a good job. He so, does. You know, if... You Either. know, I'll put it in the encore page yeah. as well. I'll put both of them. Yeah, because they're both really good. They're all, they are. They are different. They are. And they are very simple sets. Sets, which makes you focus on the characters because themselves. Because I think that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what you're supposed to do. So they're very simple state sets, and you focus on the characters, and it's very nicely done. I yes, yes. I, I love both productions. Yeah, both, both uh, are love But fun. I happen to prefer... Before, before, too much uh, Sazerac. Uh, too much Sazerac. Um, I'm I I happen to prefer Raul's version mainly because he's kind of sexy. But that's that's on a personal level. You don't like Neil Patrick Harris? No. Oh God, no. No. But also, like Raul's bisexual. So Neil Patrick Harris is gay. Uh, he's married. He's got twins. I don't Whoa. need that in my life. <laughs> I need a I need a crisp Cuban. Um. That plays bad guys a lot in movies. Okay. And and, okay. and what was it? Law and Order, SVU, something. Oh, yeah. I can't remember what he, show he I, does. <coughs> Criminal, yeah, something. I don't know. I think um, he was in one of those. <laughs> but we hope that everyone enjoyed the show. Yeah, it's a fun. It's yeah, a fun little it, show. It it's a, a fun. fun show. It was fun to do. I've seen it a couple of times. So yeah. I really. Uh, and the other night was the first time I watched it sober. It's great. I felt like not Joanne. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
But this actually uh, closes the end of season one. Um, and don't worry. We will be coming back. Well, we'll see. Uh, full force, October I'm gonna, 1st. I'm going to try to um, renegotiate my contract. Oh, there's no renegotiating so, here. Well, I'm, I'm already talking to HR. So. <laughs> Why are you talking to Harry? <laughs> what does Harry have to do with anything? Um, but you know what? Come back here in October 1st where we're going to have a spooky, 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 ooky, ooky <laughs> show. You know, we got, we, I, I do have some shows planned uh, in um, shows that you might not have heard, might not have known that they were musicals. Um, in season two, we're actually going to incorporate actual like movie musicals as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, because uh, one of our listeners actually wants us to do A Nightmare Before Christmas. And I think that's more of a Halloween story more <sighs> than a Christmas story. I don't know. We can do it twice. Uh, I don't know if I can talk that much about that one. Well, we'll just have to watch it 50 million times because okay. it's one of the, the movies that I watched as a child all the time. Um, so, but we are definitely getting a list of shows that we want to do, and we cannot wait to bring them to you. And if you haven't, oh, go ahead. Well, I was saying, like, we, maybe we might change things up. We might, we might change up the format. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll have to brainstorm. We will have to brainstorm. We, we're gonna have about maybe a bigger and better and uncut. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the light. We're gonna have lights and. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We got mirrors on the ceiling, everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, please, please, please do so. Um, we are anywhere from Apple Podcasts to Spotify to Podchaser to Good Pod. You know, like, share, and subscribe. And please, 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 please leave us a review. Please leave us a written review. If you are enjoying the show and you feel like you are learning more, please definitely drop something. Then we can probably do something with it. You know, any criticism is good criticism to me. Um, but definitely please visit the website at onthewaytotheforumpodcast.com for more exclusive content. Um, we actually are in the process of looking into doing some sort of merchandising mm, well, let's see, yeah. um so later we will probably be able to have you um actually subscribe to the show um kind of do like a you know uh a 99 cent you get you know this per month or whatever and you get some exclusive content and all this other fun stuff um but you know we can send you this stuff and it'd be great. And just remember to please subscribe. And if you can donate via anchor.fm um, or on our support page uh, on the website. And we hope that everyone has a wonderful rest of September. Um, you know, and we cannot wait to get back with each and every one of you at the 1st of October. Okay, I, I wasn't sure where you were going to uh, No, I was trying to like do a eulogy. It's oh, okay. Um, but until then, my name is Ethan. I'm Javier. And thank you for listening to On The Way to the Forum. Happy listening, and we'll look forward to you listening even more October 1st.